Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 23rd of May. Anthony Albanese will be sworn in as Australia's 31st Prime Minister today after Labor's election triumph over the weekend. The party remains on track to form a majority government with the letters counting showing it could hold at least 76 seats. After being sworn in, Mr Albanese will head off to Tokyo for the crucial Quad Leaders Summit. He says he's looking forward to sitting down with world leaders, including the US President. It enables us to send a message to the world that there is a change of government, uh, there will be some changes in policy, particularly with regard to climate change and our engagement uh, with the world uh, on those issues. Meantime, Joe Biden has called Mr Albanese to congratulate him on the election victory, adding he wants to work closely with the new government to make the US-Australia alliance stronger. Meantime, the Tamil family is set to finally return home to Biloela in Queensland under Anthony Albanese, who made the promise during his election campaign. Scott Morrison has hosted his last party at Kirribilli House in Sydney as he prepares to move out of the official residence. Foods and drinks were served, with Mr Morrison also giving an impromptu demonstration demonstration of his whip-cracking skills. It comes after he addressed his church following his election loss. I'm very pleased that the last thing I say as PM is here. The outgoing PM reading a passage from the Bible and choking back tears as he thanked members of the congregation for their support. Peter Dutton is shaping up to be the new Liberal leader after Scott Morrison's decision to step down from the role. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg's likely loss in his once safe Melbourne seat of Kuyong has thrown open the leadership battle. He was the most likely to lead the party in opposition. Other contenders now include Karen Andrews, Dan Tian and Angus Taylor. Overseas now, and US President Joe Biden has this morning addressed the ongoing monkeypox outbreak, saying everyone should be concerned as cases continue to spread across the world. At least 92 cases have so far been confirmed in a number of countries, including North America and Europe. Health authorities announced on Friday two monkeypox cases have now been detected in Australia, with one in Sydney and the other in Melbourne. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and concerning new data has revealed children across the state are experiencing bullying almost twice as much as anyone else in the country. As James Lake reports from Melbourne, researchers believe the mental toll from nearly two years of lockdowns is to blame. That's certainly the theory, Tash. Clinical psychologist Andrew Fuller said we can blame what's called social fragmentation from lockdowns. That leads to a rise in disputes within social groups, then commonly leads to negative behaviour like bullying. The Victorian Education Department is throwing cash at the problem at least, saying a $200 million mental health fund and $82 million respectful relationships program in schools will have a laser focus on rebuilding relationships and tolerance. 
To Queensland now, and a dramatic rescue has unfolded in the far north of the state. Our reporter Amelia Oberhard has more from Brisbane. Yes, thanks, Tash. A family was rescued in far north Queensland late yesterday after a giant SOS was spotted in the sand near a creek bed. The family of four went missing on Friday in a remote part of the Coleman River in far north Queensland. Their car was found on Saturday afternoon bogged and abandoned, which sparked a large-scale foot and aerial search. Late yesterday, police helicopters located them after spotting a giant SOS SOS written in the sand and thankfully the family including a two-year-old girl were all found safe and well and will be recovering at home today. Now for the latest in business and finance news we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter good morning happy Monday a big win by Labor's Anthony Albanese over the weekend so how will the stock market react? Well, this stage task, the futures market says stocks will open down 15 points, which says any pushback from the big end of town to Labor's win is quite small right now. What happens to stocks by the close of day will be an important test for Labor's potential to be pro or anti-business in the minds of business. But history actually shows in the 11 elections held since 1990, the All Laws Index climbed by an average of 1.2% in the 15 trading days after the poll. And the election again showed over the weekend uh, that uh, the property market gets very nervous and it's very hard to sell your house in the lead up to an election and of course on election weekend. Here it sure is. Clearance rates were down to the lowest reading of the year, with only 40% of stock up for sale going under the hammer. A year ago, the clearance rate was over 75%. So the question is, are these low clearance numbers nationally because of the election or is it a sign that prices are starting to tank? The 3,000 properties up for sale next weekend will be a good indicator. And this is interesting, Peter. How will the Labor victory help tech billionaire Mike Cannon-Brooks? Yeah, on June 15, AGL shareholders vote to make AGL a clean, more green AGL Australia, while AGL's coal fire power assets will be put into a new dirty company called Axel Energy. Karen Brooks has bought 11.28% of AGL and wants to keep it all together, close down the coal business as soon as possible and go renewables. He thinks shareholders should not and won't ignore what voters decided on the weekend. Peter, thank you. Cheers. For sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Another world record has been broken at the Aussie swim trials in Adelaide overnight. Yeah, phenomenal, and it's a familiar name as well. Dual Olympic gold medalist Ariane Titmus smashing her rivals in the 400 metre freestyle final. She's got a world record for Ariane Titmus. Yeah, what an achievement considering all that uh, she achieved in Tokyo to then go on to the swim trials and swim so strongly. And she spoke about her mindset after Tokyo. The biggest thing since the Olympics was that Dean said to me, you know, like, had this freedom, the pressure's off your back. And I've just loved swimming the past six months. And I think going to training with no pressure and just enjoying the sport. So beating Katie Ledecky's uh, mark and, yeah, just amazing. All of that audio, by the way, thanks to Amazon Prime. Yeah, sensational performance in the pool overnight. And, Brett, it was a Sunday of upsets in the AFL. 
Yeah, let's start out west where it was pretty wet at Optus Stadium and that worked into the Magpies' favour as they beat Frio by six goals. So that's two losses in a row now for the Dockers in the wet the week before over on the Gold Coast. The Magpies coach Craig McRae says conditions suited his side. Oh, well, the great thing is our style stacks up in the wet. Yeah, we want to be a territory team, which is, is what you do in the wet, wet weather. So we sort of smiling at it, to be honest, when it started raining. We said, here we go. We, we like to uh, play in the wet. And Hawthorne held on for a five-point win over Brisbane in Launceston. The Hawks snapping a four Four-game losing streak. It's the Lions' second loss of the season. 63 uh, free kicks were paid in that game yesterday. That is a 10-year record in the AFL. They were very whistle-happy yesterday, the umps. Absolutely, Brett. And Sharks love water, and they thrived in the very wet conditions to beat the Titans in the NRL. Yeah, it was wet out west, and it was wet on the Gold Coast uh, as well. And uh, Cronulla back in the top four, holding on for a 25-18 to 18 victory over the Titans. It was a dream debut for Lockie Miller. Speaking of the Olympics earlier, he was at the Olympics as a rugby seven star. He's now made the switch across to the NRL at 26 years of age. He's a mature debutant and he showed all of his class and experience as well with a 70 metre try busted through 10 tackles. Uh, hugely impressive performance at fullback. Here's his coach, Craig Fitzgibbon. But the guys played in the Olympics, the sevens, like it's not, it's not like the big stage is not an issue for him. Canberra sent out Josh Papali'i, a winner in his 250th game against the Bunnies and an epic end to the Premier League season coming down to the final day, Tash. Man City 2-0 down against Aston Villa. Liverpool had beaten Wolves 3-1, which meant that Liverpool went to the top. So Man City scoring three times in five minutes to claim the title. Just uh, dramatic scenes in England this morning. Yeah, massive weekend in sport. Thanks so much for the update, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And a rare copy of a comic that introduced the world to Batman has been sold at auction for more than $2 million. Detective Comics number 27 was published in 1939 and it was their superhero response to the very successful Superman, which first appeared in Action Comics 11 months earlier. It's believed fewer than 40 original copies of the issue exist. How incredible is that? And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you bright and early tomorrow.